0: F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and... Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula 1 and IndyCar. Let's get right into our Austin GP and Mexico GP recap. Let's start off with Austin. I mean, what a race.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. We had a lot of new things happening. We had Lando leading the race for, I think, the first time this year. Yeah, leading it up to, what, lap
0: 29? Yeah. And as a Lando fan myself... 100% thought this was going to be his race. This is where he wins. Oh, I know. I was sitting in the stands just
1: hoping he would win. Ready for somebody besides Max to win.
0: But it was not to be. Not to be. Not his race. (laughs) But he did get a podium, which, and driver of the day, which in his book he did say was a win.
1: Yes, he did.
0: That's, what, four consecutive podiums for
1: Lando? Yeah, I think it makes six total for him this year, which is kind of crazy considering where McLaren started at the beginning of this year. I think they were, you know,
0: down towards the bottom of the group. And here they are fighting with Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, like, oh, it's so good to see. I, what, since Austria? Yeah, I think they brought those upgrades in Austria. Austria. And here they are, ah, uh, blowing everybody's mind away. I mean, a couple races ago, you had Oscar winning a sprint race, getting double podiums for McLaren in two races, Singapore and Japan, to them fighting up in the front every single race since then. It's just, it's so awesome to see. McLaren's starting to become one of the top teams, and it's, yeah, As a McLaren fan, it's making me happy. Yeah,
1: I think it's really been a boost for all their fans to see him come back into this run of good form yeah. after
0: where they started this year. Definitely. You know, he ended up being P3, but <sighs> Charles and Lewis had their DQ, which then made Lando go up to P2. I'll take it, but really sad about Charles and Lando's DQ for such a good race that they both had. At least Hamilton had a really good race.
1: Yeah. It looked like for a minute there he might actually catch Max, which it's kind of crazy. Had there been
0: a few more laps, it looked like he might be able to. I know. Mac- like we would have had almost a Lando win. Almost a Hamilton win. Yeah. It- wow. <sighs> I I don't know, but I feel Charles's race. <laughs> With Ferrari's strategy, them going, oh, we're going to go one stop.
1: Yeah. What
0: were they thinking? That, I think, is an excellent
1: question. I think a lot of teams knew from the beginning that a one stop was not going to work. At least not to be up in the front. Yeah. So it was very interesting that they decided to go with that one stop strategy.
0: They kept, what, science on a two, three stop strategy? Yeah, I think he was
1: a two stop.
0: Two stop. And um randomly just said Charles were one stop strategy. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for
1: Charles because starting from pole
0: starting from pole you were hoping
1: you know. that he'd at least end up on the podium. And then with that one stop strategy, he was just nowhere. He didn't have the pace with those tires. Um I think they definitely would have been better off going for a two stop. Kind of felt like they didn't prioritize him like they should have. Yeah. And then to get those team orders at the end with Carlos, I think just was really hard.
0: Can only imagine having to let your teammate by when you started on pole. Started on pole. I know. He ended up sixth and started on pole, like, and then got DQ'd. Yeah. I just don't think his race, that race, was, was his race whatsoever. He just, it just started to just continually go downhill. Yeah, it was so sad watching. You're like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Just... Ferrari, you know, they started off with some not good strategies whatsoever in the beginning of the season. It was like, what is Ferrari doing? You know, it just wasn't good. And then the last couple of races, I'm like, oh, Ferrari is kind of picking it up ever since you had Science in Italy get a podium, Science yeah. in Singapore, mm-hmm. you know, getting, getting, his first win of the season, I think. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple races, we've had Ferrari almost on all the podiums, and then to see their strategy go back downhill, is just, ugh, kind of sad. Yeah, I think... Poor Charles. That's Ferrari's problem. I think their
1: biggest problem at the moment is just lacking that consistency when it comes to strategy. Sometimes they get it right, and other times they are just nowhere. Yeah. And so I think if they could be more consistent with that strategy, they could definitely be up there more often.
0: Yeah, and to bring it back to McLaren, Oscar, what a rookie. What a rookie. I know, I've been so
1: impressed with him this year. He has been right up there with Lando, which I think just shows how good he is.
0: I think so, I I completely agree. I was kind of a little sad at him in the first couple laps of... Austin, when he and Oscar, or he and Alcon, my bad, had the incident, which ended up taking them both out later on in the race. Yeah, and oh, that was kind of hard to. I see. I feel like those first laps
1: are always so hard watching because you get so many racing incidents. You can't really blame either one of them.
0: It's, yeah, you know, tight Especially going into corners yeah. on corners. It's like oh, I want to blame. I was wanted to blame Alcon, but looking at replay. And I like, can't blame can't either one. Can't really do much. It, <clears throat> racing incidents, I feel like, are so, so hard.
1: Yeah, it was definitely sad to see them out of the race after that incident. Yes. Um, but let's, let's get back to talking about some of the other team's strategies throughout the race. So you had Red Bull going in early with Max bringing was, the first to pit. I was
0: kind of surprised. They're usually one of, the, like, the last ones to pit.
1: I know. A lot of times they run long, but like, yeah. they really went for that undercut with Max this time. What, like, lap 1720
0: or something like that? He yeah. He came in, and then it ended up being Lewis and um, Lando and Charles kind of having to follow that, and it was just like, who's going to go now? Yeah. I think it was
1: interesting to see how Red Bulls, split the strategies cuz they did the undercut each stop with Max but left Checo out long on both stints.
0: That was that was very interesting. I it's strategies I will never understand how they choose which driver gets to do which part of the under, undercut or you know mm-hmm. who gets the better tire, you know, it's just Sometimes I don't understand strategies. <laughs> I know I, you know, I'm glad that there are people out there
1: <laughs> who get it better than I do because I feel like watching the race. I like to call strategies, but I'm sure I would be
0: terrible if it was ever really my job. <laughs> I would. I'd probably be on the Ferrari strategy at some for some races. I'd call it the strategy, and it'd be the complete wrong strategy. But, yeah. Checo. Did end up having a good good position at the end. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely
1: a step up from where he has been the last few races. As a Checo yeah. fan, it's been so hard to see him <laughs> struggling this year. And so to see a little bit of a boost in form this for Austin was really nice. And maybe you know we can get some more good luck throughout the last few races of the year
0: i hope so i think his boost of confidence can use it but like those undercuts with max i mean that i feel like was the where he won the race like yeah for sure 100% him pitting early got him newer tires which means he could catch back up to the top and he could you know past all of them and what lap 29 he ended up passing Lando and then pretty much you know yeah. led from there you know of course he when he had to pit he went down but then everyone else pitted so he went back up and yeah and really
1: you look at the first few laps and he had really only gained one maybe two positions um and so it looked like you know maybe we would get a new winner but after those undercuts, he just made his way right up there. Yeah.
0: It, it's okay. You know, first had a good race. Lando had an amazing race. Lewis had a wonderful race. I know. He... I feel like he was another boost of confidence for him. Like, he hasn't yeah. won a race Yeah. since last year, last season. And to see that he possibly could have won Austin... Yeah. Like... Man, I was I was rooting for
1: him. <laughs> yeah, I think those new upgrades really were good for him. I know Russell struggled a little bit with those upgrades.
0: He did. He
1: but was. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction for them and for their car for next year. Hopefully, we can see them fighting up at the top again. Maybe nice. get some good
0: title fights going on next year. Uh, I'd love to see some good title fights. To point out some other drivers that had a good race that we don't usually see up there, Logan Sargent! Wow! First points of the season in Austin. A home race for him. I don't even, I, I have no other words. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, not originally ending up in the points, but with those, you know, disqualifications of Lewis and Charles being able to finish with that point, I think it's just probably such a boost for him and his confidence Especially coming at home race. It was fun to see all the people
0: there supporting him. He had lots of people supporting him. And he lives in Florida. So, like, fans in Texas love Logan. Yeah. Rooting for Logie Bear there. Definitely. But, like, I'm, he has done so well as a rookie being in one of the bottom cars. You know, not having Mm -hmm. very much luck with strategies or comfortableness in the car or whatever it may be but to have him in those position point or in points that must have been so happy for him. I can only imagine what it, what he was going through in Austin after he heard about the DQs. Yeah.
1: And I feel like we're often so hard on the rookies just cuz you know, they are new, but we expect them to be performing at such a, you know, high level. And yeah. so I'm hoping that with Logan, maybe seeing him on some of these tracks where he's had a chance to drive there before, that, you know, that might help him, you know, because he feels more comfortable with the track. And hopefully he can be able to push a little bit more without those, you know, mistakes that he sometimes has.
0: I think it'll be good to see how he finishes the year. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that little points boost, you know, gave him a little boost of confidence. Yeah. But another driver, Yuki, Yeah. What a man. Yuki going, pitting in the last couple of laps. Had no idea. The team didn't tell him what was going on. I know. I puts on the soft tires and ends up getting fastest lap.
1: Yeah, and I think those were points that AlphaTauri really needed to get the extra points from that disqualification along with that point for the fastest lap. What a boost for AlphaTauri.
0: Yeah, AlphaTauri's been struggling with... Nick DeVry in the beginning of the season, not having a good season, then putting Danny in the car, Danny crashing out, then putting Liam in the car, Liam getting good points. But to see Yuki up there getting fastest lap, you know, having those extra points from the DQs, I think AlphaTauri really needed that boost of confidence and just being like, you know, we can do this. We may have had lots of struggles in the beginning of the season, but we can get this in the last... End of the season, and, you know, they've got points now. More points than I think they've had all season.
1: Yeah, they for sure needed that, you know, little boost. And I can just imagine (sighs) Yuki, you know, just driving and getting that call right at the end to box. Having never, you know, that's not something that they normally think of, because normally they don't have a gap behind to pit into, or you know, they're not in the yeah. points, so it doesn't really matter. But to, you know, get that call and be like, I'm sure that was not his first thought of, oh, let's go for fastest lap. It was probably like, what's happened to my car? was
0: probably thinking, oh, great. We're DNA. We're not finishing this race. Yeah.
1: Great. Yeah. And so for the surprise to be like, oh, no, you're going for fastest lap. I know in the post race interviews, he talked about how fun it was <laughs> to just, you know, get out
0: there and go for it. I know he ended up he was in points when he boxed. ended up being able to stay in points when he barks, mm-hmm. which was, I think, really good for them. And then that fastest lap, I can only imagine, as a driver of Alpha Tari, I don't think Alpha Tari has ever really fought for fastest lap. Yeah. And for them to be like, Yuki, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And little Yuki, I'm sure he was thrilled. He's just, I, he's such amazing. But also... To go off of that point of AlphaTauri having a wonderful race, what about Mexico? Oh, yeah. That was,
1: I think, what a boost for Danny. Having, you know, really not spent much time in the car this year after that crash and, you know, breaking his hand to now come in, have his first race back be in Austin, which he loves, but then to come to Mexico and qualify 4th. Like,
0: that is crazy. I definitely did not expect Danny to qualify fourth. I was like, oh, he's, you know, he hasn't raced, he hasn't been in the car, he doesn't know anything. Like, his hand is still hurting, you know, all these different things. And he qualifies fourth. He wasn't
1: that far off of Max's time, actually. Like, he was really close to time in Max. And Checo just barely behind Danny. They were all...
0: They're all pretty top close 10 right there. It was all super close. Yeah, they were. But to have Danny finish 7th in the race. Yeah. And get some good points,
1: move AlphaTauri up in the constructors' championship. What are they
0: sitting at 12, 16 points now? Something like that? Yeah,
1: I think they're 16, tied with Alpha Romeo, but that 7th place finish puts them above. So
0: they are now in 8th. I, I think, think uh, something like that. Yeah, I I have to say I was so happy when Danny first came into the car again and took over Nick's spot. I mean, love Nick. Great respect for him. Yes. But it, just, it just wasn't his season. Yeah. Um. But mm-hmm. to have him come in and then break his hand, but to come back and have an amazing comeback, I, I love Danny. He's so mm-hmm. amazing, and it's so nice to see him back up there racing at the top, having – an AlfaTauri at the top, nonetheless. Like, yeah, go Danny. Yeah, <laughs> go it was Danny.
1: Definitely a day of contrasting qualifying. We had such a high with Danny, and then we had Lando's oh. heartbreak of a qualifying.
0: McLaren's strategy was a Ferrari strategy, hundred percent. us yeah, Lando out for one lap. Why? Oh,
1: hi. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, you know, we know there's always a chance of, you know, yellows or red flags coming out during qualifying. And so it's always important to at least have one good lap there in the beginning. Yeah. And as the times improve, yeah, you're going to need to go do more laps, but you always want to have at least one. Uh, yeah. That way you have something.
0: He went, what, he went out for one lap and didn't even finish it. They called him into the box. Yeah. And then did something with his car and then put him out at the end. And Alonso ended up spinning off the track. And so he didn't even get to, he didn't even finish the stop. Because he was like, there's no point. Yeah. And it was just, it was so sad to see how he, and hear him in the post interviews. I I was devastated for Lando. Absolutely devastated.
1: Yeah.
0: McLaren... (laughs) Kind of screwed that up for him.
1: Yes, but at least his Sunday went so well.
0: 12 positions. 12. That is my man, Lando Norris. What a recovery. What a recovery.
1: Yeah. To go, you know, from starting 17th to ending up 5th in front of his teammate who, you know, started up in 7th.
0: But mad respect for him for being like Lando's faster. Let him, I'll let him pass. respecting yeah. that team.
1: Yeah. instruction. Uh huh. And I, I think that's something that McLaren really respects about Oscar is that you know he's so level-headed and calm, and you know can recognize that. Oh yeah, my teammate's faster. We're gonna let him pass. And you know it was great that they did because he was able to go get Russell
0: in the end. Yeah, and ended up getting more points for McLaren. And ended up being Driver of the Day. Once again, I wish Driver of the Day got points. Like
1: I know. It would be <laughs> it would be great if they could get at least a point for that. A
0: point. I mean that's two times in a row mm-hmm. that he has got driver of the day. But both McLaren's ended up being top ten. You know, Oscar was 8th, Lando was 5th. I think McLaren overall had a pretty good race.
1: Yeah, they did. They
0: kind of fixed themselves after a rough, very rough qualifying. Yes. But on the unlucky side, Checo. The home race heartbreak. Race. To see him have such an amazing start. I think the best start out of all... 20 drivers yeah and i think probably one of the best starts
1: of the season i think so maybe too good of a start (laughs) yeah maybe
0: you know
1: he had that gap and he went for it and i mean i mean ended in heartbreak such a big risk and you know sometimes it doesn't always work out but i think you know that's part of racing yeah they're making split second decisions And you never know how it's going to end up. And so, I think just remembering that, you know, the amount of decisions they have to make in such a short time, they're not always going to make the right decision, but they're going to go for it. And I think that's part of the fun of racing, is that we get to see them make these decisions. And, you know, sometimes it works out and is amazing,
0: but other times... Like... You run into a Ferrari and you get your side pod. pod. Yeah. Have a hole in it. (laughs) But, I mean, I personally wouldn't
1: want racing any other way. Because that's part of, you know, the thrill of racing. If they didn't ever go for that gap, you know...
0: what would racing be? Who was it that said if you don't go for the gap? I think it was Senna. Senna? Yeah. Senna's quote, I don't remember exactly. But, like, you gotta go for the gap when the gap is there. Yeah. And he, you know... He didn't know what was going to happen. He was like, okay, there's a gap. I'm going to go for it. But he didn't know where, mm-hmm. you know, they have limited vision. He can't see Verstappen. Yeah. You know, he didn't know necessarily where Verstappen was. He didn't know Charles was going to break late into the corner, which was going to affect him. Yeah. Like, there were so many things. There were so many things know. to,
1: you know, play into it. And I'm sure looking back, you know, would he have changed it? Maybe. But Maybe. I and think the moment, for him, it was his home race in front of his home crowd. He had been on the podium two times before, and he just really wanted to go for that win. And I can't blame him. Like I, I, if I was in his
0: shoes. I would hundred percent go for the win. Yeah. He ended up what starting? What did he start? He started fifth. He started fifth, and by the first corner could have uh, been in first. Yeah. Like. And I get, people will say that, you know,
1: not one in the first corner, but I mean sometimes one. you have to
0: go for those things, and it may not work out. Max won it in the first corner though. For this, he passed the Ferrari yeah. and ended up keeping the lead the whole mm-hmm. time. So sometimes, the race can be can be won in the first <laughs> corner. But yeah, I I do think it was kind of sad to see Checo just. You can hear you heard the crowd just the
1: yeah. The crowd
0: was devastated. Devastated. I'm surprised. You know, the commentators were like, oh, most of them are going to leave now. But I was surprised on how many of them stayed and supported everybody else. Yeah. Through the race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Checo may have, it was devastating to see him when he was hitting it in the pit, just hitting the steering wheel, grabbing his helmet. But I think overall, he learned a lesson. Yeah. You know, Charles learned a lesson. Yeah. You know, maybe let's not go three and two <laughs> one one. One Yeah. In Mexico. But
1: yeah, you could definitely see the heartbreak in Checo's eyes as he sat in the garage hoping they could get that car fixed. It wasn't to be, but...
0: But on a funny note, let's just say the trophy exchange in Mexico... I don't know if you guys saw the videos, but it started off with Hamilton's trophy being returned to Lando and Mercedes putting a Hamilton sticker with... On it, and Lando deciding to, oh, I'm gonna do the same thing for my Ferrari uh, trophy as I give it to science, and he puts his sticker a McLaren sticker on the bottom. And then in the end, the Ferrari team put a Ferrari, Ferrari sticker it. over it. I think that was hilarious. what a what a fun exchange. I
1: love that we get to see those glimpses of the fun that they have, you know, even though they're all competitors and competing against each other, the fun that they have with
0: each other. Um, you know, throughout the weekend. It's it's just a little joke, and it made me kind of, like, chuckle. Be like, oh, wow, you know, they aren't all, they don't all hate each other. Yeah. Yeah, they might be really aggressive on the track, and you'd be like, wow. Yeah. What the heck? But it's like, in the end, they're all friends. I mean, Hamilton and taking pictures of Charles and Sainz before the driver's parade, that was a sweet moment. It was. was. That was was my favorite. (laughs) Such it's just fun times that you can, you know, see that they are, they're normal people. Yeah. Normal people just doing their job.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something we often forget is, yeah, they are just normal people. Um, And to us, you know, we kind of
0: idolize them.
1: Yeah. But in the end, they are just normal people. And, you know, sometimes they make mistakes and have moments that aren't great.
0: Like, I don't know, Oscar and Yuki. Or Stroll and Bottas. The little... Little moments on track. incidents That they had in Mexico. Yeah. I think another devastating... Not really even anyone's fault, but Kevin's rear suspension failure? Yes. I, when I saw that, I didn't... You know, first we just saw him go off and I was like, what, what? did Kevin yeah. do again? Like, what is he doing? Yeah. But then to hear that... Wasn't his fault. The rear suspension, suspension. literally just gave out yeah. in the middle of a corner. Yeah. But to see him walk away from that, I was happy. When they were talking about his hands, though, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Don't do no be... More no more hurt hands. <laughs> I was like, don't pull it, Danny. Don't pull it, Danny. Yeah. But to see him walk away, I, it was, I was thankful. It's always hard when you have a big crash like that and you see all the debris and you see some of the drivers just get out of the car and walk off like that.
1: Yeah and I think that's always you know with any crash when they get out of the car knowing that they're all right always such a relief.
0: Oh yeah like especially I, I mean to go back in time really far back in time when Grosjean's car split in half and caught on fire and to see him walk out of that That was surprising. Yeah. You know, that gave me hope that, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe these little accidents aren't as bad as I'm making them to be, but it's really nice when you see a driver walk out of a crash and then just being like, shaking it off, being like, oh, I'm good. Everything's fine. It's like, if I were to get in a crash like that, would I be okay? Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) But yeah, I think Mexico is a good race. Yeah. Another
1: thing... Not really talked about at all on the broadcast that I know of. Um, and I pretty much watched a race, didn't really notice until later on, is Logan's DNF.
0: I don't think I realized he DNF'd until I looked at where everybody was. And I was like, Logan DNF'd? Yeah, so he DNFed right at the very end
1: um, due to, I think the team said, a uh, fuel pump issue. Something like that. But before that, he was actually, had a pretty decent
0: I race. Was, I think he was up in p 12?
1: He started in 19th and got down to
0: P12. P12? Yeah. So close to points position. Yeah.
1: And then so, to
0: get called in last minute. Mm-hmm. Almost wonder why they couldn't have, you know, maybe a one one or two laps. Yeah. Why couldn't they have finished? But there must have been something bigger than we realized Something.
1: But I feel like he's definitely, you know, making those steps and improving. Yeah. I mean, yes, he may not have been in the points, but he was up there. You know, P12 isn't a horrible position to be in. No, especially, so,
0: for, especially for Williams drivers. Yeah. P12, I think, is pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. I will say... Let's bring in IndyCar driver Pato Award from Austin and Mexico. Yes, to see him there as an IndyCar fan, I that made my weekends. Yes, seeing him
1: there both weekends, um, watching him in some of the you know post-race show in Austin, Austin. and then I think he was in the pre-qualifying show in. Mexico. Mexico. Huge Pato fans here. Huge Pato. Love Pato. Love him. Um, I happen to be in Austin. That's right. You
0: were in Austin.
1: Yep. Watched it live there at Coda. I happened to run into Pato coming out after the race. Had to grab a picture. Oh, 100%. 100%. Soraya knows. (laughs) I... She is a huge Pato fan. If I see Pato, I have to, I
0: have, have to, to get a picture. picture. But I feel like it's fitting. You see any driver though, you're gonna ha- you yes. have to take a picture. Yes. And as IndyCar fans, gotta take a picture with Pato. But yeah. to see Pato there, he did some hot laps and with a car uh, in Coda. Yeah. Um, same with TK. Mm-hmm. Tony did some hot laps. I think that was really awesome. Yeah. To see too. It was
1: fun to. Watch them out on the track, even if it wasn't in, you know, an or F1 one car. But to watch them out driving, um, being in the stands there watching, just so much fun. And that whole Austin weekend, what a blast! I mean, so hot. <laughs> a lot of respect for the drivers for the conditions that they drive in. Sometimes, I mean, I, was... I in my shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> Was burning up. I can only imagine in the fireproofs, in the race suit, you
0: know, how hot it is. I'm in the northern side of the United States, chilling in 30, 40, 50 degree weather. I was was vibing. (laughs) Yeah, I got back
1: from Texas in the, you know, 95 degree heat to come back home
0: to snow. To snow, and it was... Man, it was cold, yeah. I will say. I was kind of jealous that she was in Austin, and I was in the rainy, cold, <laughs> snowy weather up here. But what an experience that is for you to go to CODA.
1: Yes. Like... And just didn't get to meet any of the drivers, but meeting other people around the track. Um, getting to meet F1 Caroline. We love F1 one Caroline. Her. over here. She's so
0: awesome. Yeah. Um... She was a big help when you were getting ready for Koda because you didn't yeah. know how, like, you're like, ah, oh, first race, what do yeah. I do, Where do I, like, all these things. She was yeah, super Yeah, she had
1: a great guide that just kind of, you know, gave some tips, information that you need to know, um, and so that was a big help for me. Big relief. Yeah, and she, meeting her in person, just the nicest thing. She is so friendly, so nice. And so that was one of the highlights of my weekend, along with just, you know, being at a race in person, seeing the cars, you know, hearing the cars, hearing the, cars <laughs> the, and I think it just gives you a different perspective of racing. Like, you know, you see the cars on TV, but you don't realize how big of a gap between the drivers sometimes it gets to Especially be. Especially when and you get
0: like the max Verstappen leading by 20 <laughs> plus seconds. Yeah,
1: even a few seconds feels like so long. And so at the speeds they're going, yeah, they get a few seconds apart and you're like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so fun. So fun. Um, but it was kind of sad to see. Because um, that happened both in Coda, and then also we saw it in Mexico, Mexico. as well the booing of the drivers
0: I know that was that broke my heart Um, yeah there's been a there's a lot of things going off when Max was handed his trophy they even before that the booing um some people say they were booing some people say they were shouting Checo I feel like it depending on Mm -hmm. where you're listening I feel like it goes both ways but when Max the national anthem the Dutch national anthem was played there was some booing and some shouting of Checo and then when he was handed his trophy, mm-hmm. there was, you definitely heard it, and the commentators even commentated on it.
1: Yeah, and then in Mexico, with Charles trying to do his interview, interview and the booing there. He commented on it and kind of made a little joke, which I was like, go go, you! But it's just so sad to see, because, you know, I respect all of these drivers so much. And where some of them, I mean, obviously we all have our favorites, but I think we should show respect to all of them, and it's just so sad to see. Yeah. And I get having your favorite driver, and we all get you know emotions and because oh, 100%. you know we're all invested in this sport. But to hear I think
0: the booing and to hear it happen, it's just so sad. So sad. It makes my heart break. Like I hundred percent. I'm not. I love Max. I love him as a person. He's a good person. He's a good driver. To see him dominating and breaking all these records was awesome i mean lewis did the same thing yeah. the amount of records he broke and yeah. all these things mm-hmm. just shows you know how good of a driver he can be but i would never like i'm not a maps fan i love him i love him as a driver he's a, you know all this yeah stuff. but he's not your favorite but he's not my favorite
1: i wouldn't but, boo him yeah i'm like to me like it would never even i would never even think of booing I any of either. them and i think it's thing we need to remember is that they're people too and they have emotions and feelings it's you know I'm sure they're they get used to it and they try to overlook it but it's still like I don't think any of us would ever want to be booed no and so I think just showing that respect to you know these drivers and you know they don't have to be your favorite but you know I think it's just so important that we still you know respect all of them 100%. And, you know, it isn't, like, even if you don't love them or even... You may not support them. You support them, but you don't, like, I guess it's one thing. You don't even
0: have to respect them, per se, but don't be disrespectful. Disrespectful, yeah. Afterwards, Max had to have security, leaving the track in other places in Mexico because of just... Different people, and I know some other drivers have had to have security in the past because mm-hmm. of it, too. Yeah, and I know,
1: you know, some of the drivers have, like, spoken up about it, and I think especially, you know, Checo, as these have been two races that he has a lot of support in. I know going into Mexico, he said, like, he told the fans, you know, I want you guys to support the whole team. It's yeah. not just about me. Like, let's respect it's the It's not team. a Checo team. And it's... even after on, you know after mexico you know being like in his post just very much you know pointing out the fact that it's not charles's fault that that crash happened you know it's a racing incident
0: there's no and just pointing out
1: that you know it's not let's not blame charles yeah
0: there's no need to boo him during his interviews yeah but on the funny side can i just say max in the sombrero on top of his car (laughs) yes that was (laughs) hilarious. I, I kind of made the comment of Max looks kind of funny in a sombrero. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of memes going off about it. So I think it, it was yeah. hilarious to see him. Kinda I think it's that. fun to see those, you know,
1: little touches of the country they're in. Yeah. As funny as it is sometimes. <laughs> I think back uh Miami last year, I think, when they had the football, football helmets. helmets. Like, funny. it's... <sighs> Some people might
0: call it cringe, but I think it's, it's, it can I be think fun. It's, and I think it's just a little, like, sentimental thing that you're yeah. like, oh, look, we're in Mexico. Yeah. And it's like, that's oh, a couple things in I think it's, Mexico. yeah, it's just fun. It's so much fun. Man, what two good races to have back-to-back.
1: Yeah, and as we get into, you know, go straight into Brazil next I know, this, this weekend header.
0: Man, yeah. I'm excited to see what Brazil brings to us. It's... Not necessarily a home country for Hamilton, but he does have a lot of fans here in Brazil. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. I, I'm i hoping um, for a better result from Checo.
1: Yes. He, I'm like, he can needs he... a... After being taken... Because it, it looked like it was going to be a good weekend for him. It he did. had done well in practices. You know, qualifying's never really been his strongest suit. suit. But I think he had done pretty well there, and then that first lap looked like it was gonna
0: be good, good. until good. he <laughs> until the race is hit. so fingers crossed for Checo yes. I I'm hoping for a good Lando podium be 10 times better if it was a Lando win yeah with how close he's been this season mm-hmm. I could really ho- I could really go for a Lando win I think it'd be awesome to see Hamilton up on the podium in Brazil I think yeah. the fans there would love it yes uh, those are my hopes. Checo, I would love to see him on the podium. If not, top five. Yes. That's where I'm putting Checo. Yep. Lando, putting him podium. Hopefully a win. Mm-hmm. And I say Lewis podium or win. Yeah. that's That's where I'm putting them. Yep.
1: I'm kind of with you there. I think...
0: Oh, and Logan in points. Yes. Logan in yeah. points.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I think... Where, you know, it is a place that's so special to Hamilton. I think a podium would be great for him. Obviously, I'm always going to wish for a Checo podium. <laughs> um, love seeing Lando up, up there on the
0: podium. I would love a good race for Ferrari. That, oh, yes. <laughs> if Ferrari could be top five, even podium.
1: Yeah. I want too, I many was, like, too, many podi- too many people
0: on the podium. Too
1: many people on podium. But I think it just shows how much we love all the drivers, like really, I would want them all in the points if I could. <laughs> they
0: just—they need to do what IndyCar does. I know all racers, all, get, racers, all racers in the points. All racers <laughs> in points. Yes, for sure. We'll get a little bit more into IndyCar later on. Um, but after Brazil, we will do an introduction podcast where you can get to know both Sherelle and I a little bit more and get to know how we became good friends and. How our love of IndyCar and F1 started. Yes. Just so you can get to know us a little bit more. And I think that's it for our Austin, Mexico GP recaps. Yeah.
1: So next week we'll do a Brazil recap.
0: Yes. And then then our introduction. Yeah. And then Vegas. Yeah. After that. That's going to be an exciting race. Yeah. No one's ever driven on it. No one's... I, have, I don't even know what to expect. I know. it. It's, you know, completely new for all the drivers. All the spectators. So, everybody.
1: Yeah. It will be interesting to see how that goes. And it's a night race. That's true. A Saturday night race. Saturday night race. So.
0: Poor European fans. That's <laughs> yes. That's all I have to say. Yes. Well. Here in America,
1: we, you know... Not as bad. (laughs) Not as bad, but I can only imagine for them. Yes. So. Well, this This is is F1 F1 Indie Indie Girls. Girls. See you you next week. week.